Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created.
Tomorrow. It's going to be a better tomorrow. Hallelujah. We welcome you back to our second service. Soar International Outreach Network. Unlimited Grace. God bless you. Let's just go ahead and go into a moment of praise and just enjoy the Lord. Amen. And we're going to come back here and give a word on this, after, this afternoon. Going into this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. 
We're going to praise him anyway. Praise him in the middle of it. I dare you to go ahead and praise him in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We're going to praise God anyway. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, God. I need somebody to help me say this to him. Say hallelujah. Come on. He's won the victory, y'all. Come on. That's why you can't be stopped because of this truth. Hallelujah. You have. Come on. Come on, brag on him. Death could not not hold him down. Come on. We can't stay down, y'all. Because he is the risen king. Come on. He's the risen king. He's sitting in majesty. Come on. Because he is the risen king. Come on. Come on. Hey, the resurrected king, 
He resurrected me. By your spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King, He's resurrected me. this evening. Decrease us, Holy Spirit, that you shall speak for your people, that they shall be made whole, that this word shall fall on good ground, that it shall fall in their hearts, my God. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Oh, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Hallelujah. We welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Israel. Show us, O oh God, how to do your will, O oh God. According to Matthew 28, O oh God. And 19 and 20, O oh God. You said, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, my God. By your Spirit, O oh God. Teach us, O oh God. Have observed all things, O oh God. As you have commanded us, O oh God. Teaching them, O oh God, to observe all things, O oh God. That you have commanded us, O oh God. And that you will be with us always, even at the end of the world, my God. Oh Lord God, 
God, you have saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, oh God, but according to your own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time, oh God. Beginning this commission, oh God, that you've given up to us to do your will, to be upright, to be just in your eyes, to please you, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, for this reason, oh God, we bow our knees, oh God. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, from whom, oh God, the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that you have granted us, oh God, according to your riches and your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thou kingdom come, thou will be done, and earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us, O God, of our debts, O God. Forgive us, O God, of our debts, us, O God. Lead us not into temptation, O God, but deliver us from evil, my God. For thou is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, God. Lord, we pray, O God, for the favor of the Lord, for the authority of the Lord, for the harvest of the Lord, to bring us, O God. Teach us, O God, how to serve others, O God. We bind up all powers of darkness, O God, every spirit the force of darkness, O oh God, and we loose the anointing of God that destroys the yoke, O oh God. Set the captives free, O oh God. Loose the minds, O oh God, that are bound in the name of Jesus. Let our minds be smoking, O God, with the might through your spirit in our inner man, my God. Oh, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. That you be rooted and grounded, O God. That we be rooted. We be grounded in love, O God. That we will be able to comprehend, O God, with all saints, O God, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all fullness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, please help us, oh God, to remember, oh God, what Jesus said about your generosity and your love kindness. Help us to know that you know every head on our hair on our head, oh God, and how much more than any sparrow. We praise you, oh God, for what you've already done. We praise you, oh God, for what you're going to do. We thank you, oh God, for your favor. We thank you, oh God, for raising us in a level of spiritual authority that's been given to us, oh God. Oh God, we know, oh God, now to who is, hallelujah, able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask to think according to the power that works in us, oh God. To him, oh God, be the glory. In the church of our Christ Jesus, to all generations. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. 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 Oh, we glorify you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for giving us another chance. We thank you for blocking out our transgression. We thank you, oh God, for cleansing us, oh God, for washing us thoroughly, oh God, from every iniquity, cleansing us from every sin. Oh God, creating the right heart in us. 
Oh God, not taking your Holy Spirit from us. My God, my God, giving us power and authority, oh God. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Oh, come on, glorify the Lord. Glorify the Lord with me. Glorify the Lord with me. Let his praise be in your mouth. Let his praise be in your heart. Let his praise be in your mind. Oh, come on and glorify the Lord with me. You got your own praise. You got your own reason to praise him. You got your own reason to worship him. He's been so good to you. Come on and glorify him. Oh, he's it's so good. Mm. You believe resurrection has hit your heart. Oh,
passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created.
Father, let the power of your spirit move upon every man, every woman, and every child, from every tribe and in every nation, as we await the coming of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let your living water flow. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let your living water flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control. From every situation, let us
the glory. Hallelujah. We praise his name. We thank God. He is God. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, as we already have come to you, and we've asked you, O oh God, to decrease us that you may increase so that your people can receive this word on this evening. Not going to be before you long, but we're just going to just actually just touch and agree. Amen. On the book of Proverbs, we're on day 25. So I decided to go ahead and just go through Proverbs 25 with you on this evening for our evening service. Because I believe as we continue to do what the Lord is telling us to do, amen, we will all fulfill our purpose and destiny in Christ. Amen. And we know the book of Proverbs, amen, of Solomon, which we know hallelujah begin to write amen god was faithful hallelujah to to preserve hallelujah the proverbs that king solomon hallelujah and through the work of his his work and through the work of the righteous and those that was also we talked about in this book as well as um, king um, hezekiah hallelujah who came many years after a man when the kingdom was divided hallelujah but let's go ahead and just begin to talk about hallelujah um, the book of Proverbs chapter 25 we are in we're on day 25 in the month of July 31 days amen hallelujah in the month of July so there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs so this is the second year we have went through the book of Proverbs in July and I believe that as we continue to study throughout the year more wisdom will be added on to us because we know the book of Proverbs is a book to let us understand wisdom and wise counsel amen so as we all know god um again he was faithful amen hallelujah let's begin to read it says these are also proverbs of solomon which the men of hezekiah king of Judah copped out verse 2 it is the glory of god to conceal a thing but the honor of kings is to search out a matter did you hear what i said i said it is the glory of god to conceal a thing. So no matter what somebody tried to say on a matter or how they try to handle a matter, it's only by God's glory will he begin to what conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is search out a matter. Amen. And it says the heaven for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable. So let's go ahead and take those three scriptures and put them together and then we're going to break them down. Hallelujah. These are the, also the Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copped out. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The honor of kings is a search out a matter for the heaven for height and the earth for death. 
death and the heart of kings is unsearchable. Amen. So one of the things that makes God God is that he has kept some things secret. Amen. And when we go over to the book of Deuteronomy, let's go over to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 29. Amen. We're going to break this word all right down. We're going to get some really good meat on today from the word of God in the book of Proverbs chapter 25. Amen. And we're going to walk away with more wisdom. Hallelujah on today. So verse 29 says, Deuteronomy 29 and 9, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Did, I, did you hear what I said? I said the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may, may do all the words of this law. Meaning that all of this belongs to the Lord, but because... We are sons of God, amen, and we have the birthright, hallelujah, of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. We um, have um, took in the inheritance, amen. We are kingdom citizens, amen. So God can reveal whatever he wants to reveal to us, and not only to us, but also our children, children, amen. So at the, day, at the end of the day, day, one thing we do know is that God is God and he keeps things all secret. Amen. But at the same time, he also will allow us to know what it is that he wants us to know. Like he instructed Solomon to know what he needed to know for the matter. Because we know King Solomon was one of the most wisest kings. See, God gave him a, a, a an anointing to deal with a matter, a matter that sometimes was hard to deal with, where he had to really understand the matter. So I believe God began to speak to him secretly about different things and different cases in the matter because certain things was not concealed or, excuse me, certain things was not revealed. So he had to go into a place and begin to ask God, how do I deal with this matter? So God will allow us to know what needs to be known. And he have given some Solomon wisdom to know all things but at the end of the day God gave Solomon the, the, the ability hallelujah and the instructions on what to know when he needed to know it and things that were beyond other men and beyond other people he had the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding to be able to deal with a matter a concealed matter because God gave him the ability amen to discern hallelujah things of the secret amen things that were secretly undiscoverable. Amen. See, when things are secret, hallelujah, and not discoverable, you have to be in a place with the Holy Spirit so that he will reveal all things because only the Holy Spirit can reveal all things. We don't know everything and we should not think that we know everything because it's not about us knowing everything, but it is for the wisdom of God to be imparted in us so that we can be able to not only have discernment to know of the matter but also discern things that are right and be able to counsel others in the situation that may seem like it is concealed. Anytime something is concealed means that it is closed up. It is um, un, uh, it's, uh, you can't get to it. It's like a package that is sealed, that is taped and in order for you to get in that package you have to untake the tape off or cut through the seal. So things that are concealed means that you have to be in a high position in order to, to know of that matter. It's like government. In order to get in the government, you have to have clearance. 
hallelujah, and the clearance that you need is you have to go through security. You have to go to background check and go and let them be able to see that you're able to, 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 to they able to trust you with a concealed matter, something that they don't want everybody to know because it can cause sometimes panic and then chaos and then people just doing all types of things because something has been um, um, revealed when it was supposed to be what concealed. So at the end of the day, hallelujah, kings, however, make it their business to be informed and to know inner workings of their surroundings. So Solomon had to understand that he was being granted to be able to solve different cases in the kingdom that God um, allowed him to oversee a mind. So he had to know how to go in and deal with the matters that were concealed, meaning that it was certain situations like we know the women, the woman that um, killed herself son and uh, and they ate the, the, the child and then he, then she tried to take the other lady's child and say that it was her child but Solomon had to be able to know and discern who was telling the truth and who was not telling the truth so that right there was like a concealed matter the matter was concealed because only the one women knew who the baby really belonged to. But because Solomon has such wisdom and God gave him the ability to look through a concealed matter, he was able to determine and, 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 and let them know that, listen, this is not your child. This is her child. Amen. So the thing is that when God um, deals in any matter, no matter if the truth is being told or not, God will reveal to redeem. So you don't have to worry about Somebody lying on you. You know, if they lie, guess what? God will reveal to redeem, meaning that God will dig in your business and he will defend you. He will make sure that the matter that was that looked like it was concealed will be revealed. Hallelujah. So you don't have to try to defend yourself. God will defend you. Amen. So at the end of the day, hallelujah. He had to make it his business when it came to different matters. Amen. See, the thing is, they're not God. But at the end of the day, when you are with God and in God, God will give you discernment to be able to discern a matter. He will give you wisdom to be able to know the knowing of a concealed matter. He will give you insight of something that is closed up, concealed, that you, you, don't, you can't even see in it. But because the Spirit of God reveals all things and exposes all things, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it because God... God will allow you to see the matter. Amen. And they understood that they were not God. But at the same time, they um, Solomon was in charge of this kingdom. So he had to understand the different matters and the things that were going on around him. He had to make really wise leadership decisions because they, their life depended on it. Meaning that if he made the wrong decision, somebody's spiritual state could have been messed up. Somebody's financial state could have been messed up. Somebody's social state could have been messed up. Somebody's psychological state could have been messed up. Come on. Relational state could have been messed up. Economical state could have been messed up. So anytime God has placed you in a leadership position, you got to make sure that the spirit of God 
is the one who is counseling you so that you can understand that concealed matter and not even you knowing but because the Holy Spirit is in you he will reveal the matter and you have to follow what the Holy Spirit is saying to you because when you begin to use your own insight and your own wisdom come on now it can cause some things that can really affect somebody's spiritual state and that's the most important thing is somebody's spiritual state because it is their salvation glory to God you know financial things you know we may think is important but guess what we can't take that to heaven it's our salvation that we need a man when Jesus come because we don't want him to say to us depart from me I never knew you oh no now after doing all this and going through all this and oh my god are you serious do you think I want my Jesus to say, depart from me, I never knew you? All the scars and all the heartbreaks and all the pain and all the things that I went through? Oh, no. So you can keep on acting like if you want to. This thing is real. That's why I said to what? Work out your own soul salvation, amen? Because at the end of the day, you ain't going to be able to come and say, well, the pastor told me to do this and the apostle told me to do that and the bishop told me to do that. Come on now. You got to work out your own. That's why once you know him and get to know him, you got to get in the word yourself and begin to what? Conceal the matter. The matter is knowing his word. He will reveal the secret things. See, something that's concealed is secret. But God's word will be revealed unto us. It is the mysteries of God. That's why it's so important to have the fear of the Lord. Because when you have the fear of the Lord, it opens up treasures. Treasures are these concealed matters. These matters that are secret. These matters that are mysteries of God. Only God, the Holy Spirit, can give us revelation in these type of matters and um, God gave Solomon such an anointing to be able to deal with concealed matters, amen, and the things that was around him because he had to make wise leadership decisions, amen, see God knows the state of the heart of man so no matter who you are or where you are, God knows our state. He knows our heart. He knows what we're going to say. He knows what we're going to do. He knows where we're going to go. So, you know, we can say, okay, God, I'm not going to do this no more. Okay, God, I'm going to go over here. And he know you ain't going over there. He know you're going to do it again. But guess what? He is such a forgiving God. He is such an awesome God. He is such a faithful God. Even though he may nudge us and push us and even chastise us. Oh my God. See, I don't know about you, but when God chastises, oh, it hurts. See, man can't chastise us like Jesus. Hallelujah. But one thing we do know is when man chastise us, amen, we know that it's nothing. But when God chastise us, we know that it's his love. Amen. And that means that we're going to grow more and more in him because he chastised those he loved. So if you're not being chastised by God, you better check your God. Huh? Because God chastised his children, amen, but it's to better us, it is to make us greater, it gives us wise um, counsel, it gives us the ability to have more wisdom to be able to Great news, for a limited time you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service, that's right, one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today, our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. 
Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus, mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. To, to, to deal with a concealed matter. See, sometimes you may not know what's going on with your children. You may not know what's going on with your husband or with your wife. But when you are in an intimate relationship with God, he will allow that matter that seems so concealed to be revealed. And he will allow you to know and how to make the right decision. But if you're not in relationship and if you're not in conversation with him, he will never ever, you won't be able to, you won't be able to, to know um, how to deal with that matter that is concealed, that is not revealed unto you. But God knows the state of our heart, but no man can know 100%, one, nothing of a heart. Man can't know. Only God, only God knows the state of our heart. Only God. Man can say that they know, right, Apostle Joe? But no, they don't know. Only God knows our state. Only God knows how far we can go. God knows what we can take. He knows that what he put on me, he may can't put on you. Because your faith may not allow you to get to that next point to be able to take it. Or even me, vice versa. So he knows what to take. He knows what we can take. He knows what we can't take. See, that right there almost kept me right there for a long time because some matters are concealed and only God is able to allow us to see those concealed matters. It says, take away, in the book of Proverbs chapter 25, verse 4, take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the wicked from before the king and his throne shall be established in the righteousness. Put not forth thyself in the presence of the king and stand not in the place of great men. Come on. Let's take two, two verses. Let's take um, verses four and five. Take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel. Come on. For finer. Take away the wicked from the king and his throne shall be established in righteousness. Amen. See, one thing we do understand is that a king that rules by righteousness and a king that rules by honesty and justice will find strength and ability to rule successfully with wisdom and be able to preserve peace and be able to promote equality among people. He won't be a king of favoritism. He won't be a leader of favoritism. See, when God has given us as leaders, come on now, the, the ability to, to, to oversee his people. We don't own his people. The Bible says, if my people, 2 Chronicles 7 14, 7 14, if my people, that's called by my name. See, what name are you called by? So, if you call by another name, yes, they may claim you as their people. But if you are under the name of Jesus Christ, you are his people. So leaders, we need to be careful because at the end of the day, they're not our people. They're not our members. 
God just entrusted us to give them his word, but allow him to do the work. Allow him to save. Allow him to set them free. But we must deliver his word so that they can receive it. So that the spirit of God can come into them. So that they can be able to commune. And so that the spirit of God will begin to work with them. But at the end of the day, God knows how and what we can take. That's why as a leader, we must not show favoritism. We must not show um, uh, uh, to where we like these people because they give this much and we, only, we, only, we like these people because they give this much. No, we must love people the same. We, we must not just love people that can sing but don't like people that can't sing. Uh-uh. We have to love everybody the same. Glory to God. Now, I'm not saying that we all have the same measure of love and, and showing that to people because our love is at a different measure. Like our faith is at a different measure. Our glory is at a different measure. But at the end of the day, we should show no favoritism. Everything should be equal. There should be equality among one another. There should not be um, me liking you more because you have done this for me or me liking you more because you took me here or did that. No, we must love people equally. We must respect people equally. We must treat one another with respect. We must, as a leader, we, 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 we must find, hallelujah, justice in a matter to where it's not going to destroy a person or destroy their character, or destroy their heart, or destroy their salvation. We must counsel them in a way to where they receive it in love so that they can change. So that they won't make the same mistake. But how we correct them is so important. That's what uh, Apostle Joe was saying. How, what, how we talk to people and how we correct people and what we say to people is so important. Because at the end of the day, it can destroy them. But at the same time, you got people that are not so nice. You got people that prey on people because of their kindness. You got people that prey on people because they know what they can get out of that person, but it's not something that's going to be a beneficial, but it's just to help them move along faster. But you have to treat people with respect. Leaders, we must treat people equally. We must not treat people differently because of their title or because how much they give or because how long we have known them. We must discipline them in a matter to where if they're wrong, they're wrong. If they're right, they're right. But at the same time, let it be peaceable. Let it be of justice. Amen. Six says, do not claim honor in the presence of the king and do not stand in the place of great men. For it is better that it be said to you, come up here, that for you to be placed lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Let me help somebody. You know, a lot of us, we walk in the fivefold, and soon we go into a place, we say, well, because I'm a bishop, because I'm a, come on, first of all, I'm talking about the fivefold, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. Glory to God, I'm talking about the giftings, meaning the spirit that is within us that allow us to operate in that operation, and that function in that, in that, in that operation of that, of that gift. But a lot of times because we feel that we are leaders and we feel like we are like so high and mighty, when we go into a place, we say, well, no, let us, we're going to sit in the front. I'm just saying. 
You know, this is what this is saying. You know, it's good to come into a place and just sit down and let them welcome you. Let them welcome you to their poor pit. Let them welcome you to, to the front or let them welcome you to a place maybe where other leaders are sitting. A lot of times because we feel like, oh, we have a big church or we have arrived. When we come in, they got to have our seat ready for us. They got to have our water ready for us. They got to be having people waiting at our side here and there. No. First of all, just go in and just be you. Matter of fact, they ain't even got to know um, who you are. Just go in and just sit down and just relax and let God bring, you know, I remember when I first got in leadership when they called me and said, no, come and sit in the front. I said, no, 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 I'm okay right here because see, at that time, I was just in the beginning, I was like a babe and I knew that no, I, I can't sit there before those men because see, I was looking at things like, oh my God, like, oh, they so holy, they got it all right. I still got some dirt on me, you know, I'm just, you know, I ain't got everything all together. I can't sit up there because I ain't always together but I had it wrong because none of us is perfect I looked at them like they had on just white like they was just angels but at the end of the day the things that they had in their closet Jesus so I really really reverence God see it wasn't about me sitting there I was reverencing God because I felt like I was not worthy at that time because I still had some issues and I was still going through some things but one thing I learned is that it's not about all of that it's about your heart God sees your heart he sees who you, who you are and he knows who you are and that was one of the things that I said Lord no matter where you take me or no matter where I go keep me humble keep me humble you can give me all the money you can give me keep me humble don't let me lose focus just because I feel like I've arrived no I need to be humble I need to stay out of balance because see I know what it's like to be with nothing to be without to be on the bottom and I know how, what it's like to be at the top but at the same time I'm able to keep balance so no matter how the situation fall my way if I go down I know how to come back up if I'm up I know how to stay in the middle and I know how to keep things moving amen but at the end of the day we must not put ourselves in that because we disrespect authority hallelujah by putting ourselves in such a higher seat than we should take Okay, even though we may, um, you know, okay, we, we feel like, oh, we need to sit in the front or, oh, we need to be before great men because we have been in ministry for 50 years and our fathers did this and our mothers did that. Look, take the low seat. Be humble. Be humble. I'm not telling you to devalue yourself, but I'm saying let them invite you. Let them say, come and sit with us. But sometimes God wants you to sit in the back. He wants you to observe. He wants you to be the intercessor for that day. He knows that you're walking in, a, in, in the office of an apostle. He knows you're walking in the office as a, a pastor. But maybe when he's bringing you in a certain situation or a certain environment, he, maybe he wants you to be an intercessor. Because you know we're an intercessor all day. Intercessor is who we are, period. Amen. So if you're not an intercessor, something is wrong. You need to be interceding day and night. Because God will use you, bring you in a place, and just sit you in a corner and allow you to intercede for that program because he know that there is so much um, um, distractions and so many things going on in the atmosphere that he know that when you begin to um, intercede, you begin to break the yokes and begin to break all of those things that tries to hinder the world. So maybe God wants to sit you in the back. He wants to sit you in the middle. He wants you to sit you to the side. He may even tell you, you know what? Don't even go in the sanctuary. I want you to sit right here by the door, outside the door and pray as people come in 
come on now. You got to be so tuned in with the spirit to know what is your positioning wherever you go. Because everywhere we go, we don't have to be um, um, be used in that gifting that we may be walking in at that particular time. God may have you walk as a prophet, even though you're operating as an apostle. But we know apostle operating in fivefold, but maybe you're a pastor and you go to a place and God is saying, no, I need the prophet to come out of you because I need you to speak forth my word. I need you to begin to seek things and begin to intercede and begin to speak and begin to show, you know, so you got to know your positioning in the different environments that you go in. So that's why it is so important to humble yourself and not try to present yourself so high and mighty in a high seat, but sit back and relax and allow the Holy Spirit to move you and show you where he wants you to sit. And just because man and they tell you to come and sit with us, you better be listening to who the Holy Spirit telling you to sit with and where the Holy Spirit is telling you to sit because that's the most important place where you need to sit is where the Holy Spirit is telling you to sit. Maybe he's not putting you in the front because maybe he needs to put you on the side because he see the darts that's coming at your back. Come on. How you gonna see the darts that's coming if you're sitting out in the front and your back is turned? See, you gotta have discernment to know you can't got eyes in the back of your head. Come on now. So at the end of the day, don't be so quick to run up to the front. Don't be so quick to sit in a high seat. Rather, one should wait for the king to say where one should go, rather to suffer the humiliation of being put lower. See, a respectable and gracious approach is wise. Your approach is so wise. So what's going to be your approach? Let's go. Come on. Verse 8. Do not go. Hallelujah. Do not go hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Argue your case with your neighbor and do not reveal the secret of another. Or he who hears, it will reproach you and the evil report about you will not pass away. Come on now. I know this is the spirit of God because Apostle Job been talking about this today. Amen. We in the book of Proverbs, this word. So all I'm doing is coming back with word on what the word of God already went forth today. Amen. In the book of Second Peter. Amen. When he began to talk about love and begin to talk about patience and begin to talk about all those things that the spirit of God had him talk about. But at the same time, he began to say that um, when we argue your case with your neighbor and do not reveal the secret of another, meaning that you don't have to always tell people what's going on with somebody just because maybe you offended. And a lot of times what happens is when people is offended, they want to go tell everybody what somebody done to them. When at the end of the day, you need to tell Jesus what they done to you because people can't help you. All they're going to do is go and reveal the matter to someone else. And if you're if you're not careful, it's going to stir up more strife. So why go and stir up more strife when there's already contention in the air and there's already an offense? Like Apostle Joe said on today, if you got an offense with your brethren, you need to go to your brethren. And if your brethren is not hearing you, now you need to take it to your elder. Now a lot of times people ain't in church. So who is the elder they're going to take it to? Mostly likely their elder brother or their sister or somebody in high respectable place in their family and then if they still ain't listening the Bible says to treat them like a heathen what's a heathen? come on treat them like a heathen means let them be 
Let them be because guess what? God will deal with them. And when God deal with them, oh my God, oh my God. But at the end of the day, just leave them be. Let them go. It don't even matter what they say. It don't matter what they do. Because until God deal with the matter, until God change their hearts and change their mind, they're still going to think the way they think. They're still going to say what they say. Only time they're going to come around and it's going to seem like it's changed is when they want something. See, one thing the enemy does is when the enemy wants something from you, he will act like he have heard you. He will act like he have changed. He will act like that, oh, I hear you. But at the end of the day, he really don't hear you. He just needs something from you. But at the end of the day, he's not hearing you. That's why you let them be. Let God be God and let God deal with the matter. Amen? Because a timely word to encourage, a timely word, a timely word, let me tell you, right here it says, right here it says this, it says, it says, do not go hastily to argue with your case. Okay? So, don't be so quick. Don't be so quick to argue your case, meaning that, okay, th okay, listen. Let me make it easy for somebody. Arguing your case means, okay, you know what you did. And they're lying on you. You know the truth. So, why argue? Why keep arguing back and forth? When you know the truth, when you know that you did not say that, when you know that you did not do that, come on, why are you allowing the enemy to use you like a puppet? You know that it didn't happen that way. So why would you keep arguing back and forth, especially when you're a man or woman of God? Not even just a man or woman of God, but just it, when you know your case, when you know that you're telling the truth, the enemy wants you to keep on fighting. Because he wants you to believe, believe the lie. See, if he can keep getting you to hear him and to keep getting your attention, then after a while, you're going to believe like, oh, well, maybe I didn't say that. Well, maybe they right. No, you right. They did say it. But don't argue. You don't have to argue. You don't have to argue hastily. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get mad. You're going to be angry. You're going to say things that you wish you didn't say. Amen? So rather than taking a neighbor's personal offense to the world, because that's what we do, we go and we tell everybody what such and such did to us. Oh, such and such did this. Such and such did that. See, what people do is this. Once they mess up with people that really cares about them, that's trying to tell them the right thing, what they do is they go, when they find other people that they can um, manipulate, Come on, they find other people that they can trick because they don't know them yet. But they will begin to know them. What they do is they go paint a picture about the other people who try to help them, who try to get them wise counsel to make them look like that they're bad people so that they can slither their way into the other people's life in order to trick them. But at the end of the day, you gonna, God is going to reveal who you really are. So what they do is they go and they tell everybody else what such and such did to them. But they never tell the truth about what they did. They never tell the truth on why it happened that way. The, the first thing they do is, is try to defend themselves. Right, Apostle? I mean, they, they, they go and they, and they say, you know what, well, this happened A, B, C, D. But they never say what they did, E-F-G. And then they come back and say, H-I-J. But they never say, K-L-M-N-P. 
And that's what they did. And then at the end of the day, the other people don't like these people who try to help them because they're listening to their offense. So you got to be careful. Don't go and take how you feel to the world or to the courts or to anybody. Don't go and shout it from the rooftop to try to shame somebody, to try to tear somebody's character, tear down somebody's integrity. That's what we do when we try to justify our wrong. We always try to justify our wrong by trying to tear down somebody else's name, tear down somebody else's character and integrity. But it's wiser to try to work things out, to talk things out. That concealed matter, meaning that that private matter, need to be talked out among whoever it involves. But then when people don't listen, you're supposed to go talk to an elder, somebody that they may listen to. But the thing is this, when you begin to do that, the other person gets offended. Like, well, why did you go to them? First of all, you never was hearing me. You never listened. I'm trying to put it in your head nicely with love over and over again. I'm not trying to go in hastily. I'm not trying to argue with you. Because at the end of the day, I don't want you to humiliate me and try to make me angry because you ain't hearing me. So let me not argue with you. Let me not try to keep coming at you in this way. Let me go to your elder. Let me go to somebody with, with wisdom to try to deal with this matter. Maybe you can hear them. So when you do it that way, that's the right way. But not just to tell everybody what somebody did, no. That's why it needs to be clear to others that the one offender has no discretion and no mercy or forbearance. See, everybody makes mistakes. One thing I want you to understand is this. If people was able to bear with you and be able to tolerate you and have patience with you, how dare you be so quickly to give up on somebody when somebody had more patience with you than anybody ever would. But you're so quick to, 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 to forget those people and so quick to throw away those people and to begin to talk bad about those people. But what about the times and the sleepless nights that they dealt with you when everybody else gave up on you? But you're so quick to throw them to the side. You're so quick to throw them to the woods because they're telling you the truth. You want to keep believing your lie. See, let me tell you something. Women, you have some men out here, amen, that are, I'm going to keep it real, whoremongers. You know, and not just men, but women, it's vice versa. You know, you got to, you manipulation, manipulate. You know, they, they'll be looking you right in your face, still lying. Looking you right in your face and making you try to make you believe like what they saying is true and it's a lie. They coming with a lie. They believe a lie. Apostle Joe, the lie is so believable that they believe their own lie. And they keep lying and lying. And they believe it. And you already know the truth of the matter. The matter has already been uh, been revealed. But they still lie. Just to get what they want to manipulate, to take advantage, to use. Great news. 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus, mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Until they can get to where they want to go. And that's not just a man but a woman. It could be vice versa. Amen? A manipulator. Amen? Two different things. We'll talk about the whoremonger in another two weeks. But the manipulator, they will manipulate you. They will manipulate you to get what they want. And then once they get what they want, they will try to humiliate you. To make you feel like, oh, it was you. When really you have only been there for them. Amen. And then they will go and paint a picture about you to everybody else like you're this bad person. And they will only let the people hear just the bad part. But they don't let the people hear the good part. See, there's always about 89 or maybe 92% of good. And maybe 7 to 8% that maybe, okay, that one side came out. Because you kept on, kept on pushing me. And I kept on trying to be nice. But now I have to say no. See, my no don't mean I don't love you. My no does not mean I don't care about you. My no does not mean that I won't be there for you. But no is no. It does not change my prayers for you. It does not change my love for you. But it's no. But people would take that no and make you look like a bad person. So at the end of the day, we need to quit running around telling people and trying to um, uh, make other people be offended because we are offended. You need to make the matter clear. People make mistakes. But you got a lot of people that are just strictly tattletellers. They can't wait to go tell on you. They can't wait to go try to make you look bad. They can't wait to go try to make your name be in the mud because they don't want the truth. And don't you know, Tyler Taylors is the ones that ain't got nobody at the end. They think everybody like them. They think they got everybody, but at the end, come on. If you talk about, this is one thing, come on, ain't just my mama told me, but this one thing I know about the Holy Spirit. If they could come and tell you everything about somebody else, you better be careful. They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to they gonna get you. They're going to get you. Them the ones that will get you. So you can listen to their story. Do them. Do one little thing to them. You, gonna, you ain't going to even believe it. You ain't gonna, because they're going to still be in your face like, oh, ain't nothing going on. But they're going to be tearing you up on the side. And then at the very end, that last thing, then that's when the matter going to be revealed. Uh-huh. There's people like that. Amen? 
Like apples of gold and settles of silver in the words um, um, spoken in right circumstances, like an earring of gold or ornament of the gold is a wise uh, reprover to a listening ear. So a timely word is a good word. Why? Because a timely word helps to encourage somebody. It edifies somebody. It, it, it brings empowerment to somebody. That's why sometimes even when people are like, even though we want to tell people the truth, but sometimes um, in a matter, um, there are certain things that just don't need to be said at that particular time. Because you got to go and pray to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, how do I deliver this word to them? What do I say? Because at the end of the day, you don't want to cause an offense. So you want to make sure that the Holy Spirit is giving you direction. So that's why the timing is so important. I know they're wrong. I know they shouldn't have done it. I know they could have done it a better way, but timing is so important. Amen. Maybe God don't want to use you to tell them the truth at this matter. Maybe he got to use somebody else because he know you like a Paul. So he needs like a Timothy to come and tell them the truth of the matter because they're going to get the truth. He's not going to let them just keep on walking around like a lie. Uh-uh-uh. They're going to get the truth, but maybe their hearts is just not ready. So you got people that are, are their hearts is just real soft. Amen. Hallelujah. So you got to be careful. Hallelujah on your wording and the timing. Because see, the right word at the right time should edify. It should encourage. It should empower. It, 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 see, it, you need to um, provide advice because advice is priceless. For wisdom is more valuable than gold and silver. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, wisdom is like receiving a gift. Amen. Because it's a value to re 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 reprove, to reproach. Amen. See, like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is, is, is faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. See, it is always refreshing and encouraging when we as people are trustworthy enough to do what we say we're going to do. See, a lot of times we don't do what we say we're going to do, but we want people to trust us. How could people trust us, Apostle Joe, if we don't do what we say? You know, it, it, you know it's, sometimes it's best not just to say what you're going to do. Just do it. Because life is life. Things come up. You know, like we, we don't control life. You know, things come up, things happen. So it's not our fault. So sometimes it's just best not to even say it, just do it. But you got people that would say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go here, I'm going to do this. And they don't do nothing. And they keep on saying it and you just keep looking at them like, are they serious? So the next time when they say it, be like, Apostle, you know, you got to put this, you got to tell them like this, Apostle, like, don't even, don't bother. I love you. It's okay. It's okay. Just do it. Like, you don't even want them to say it. Because you know they're not going to do it, right? So you don't even want them to hurt themselves. Because sometimes they don't even know that they're telling God what they're going to do. See, they're looking at us merely like men and women or boy and girl. But, you know, when you speak it to, like, men and women of God, you know, the Spirit of God is in us like the Spirit of God is in you. So, you know, you're telling God what you're going to do. But at the end of the day, God already knows you ain't going to do it. And God give us enough discernment to know that you're not going to do it, but we're not going to sit there and say, no, you're not. No, you're not going to do it. No, because we just know you're a liar. We just know that we're praying that God deliver you from the lie. You know, it's like we know you're dealing with this, with this spirit. So we're not going to humiliate you and just say, you know what, you're lying. 
No, because see, that's why, you know, um, um, a timely word is so important. But when you keep lying, we're going to tell you the truth, though. We got to tell you the truth. Because we cannot let you live a lie. You need to understand reality. Sometimes we don't know what reality is. We believe our own lie. It's like we just believe our own story when it's a lie. Have you ever just been around people who lie, 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 and lie, 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 and lie some more and lie some more? They believe their own lie. They live a lie. They talk a lie. They, everything is a lie. They just believe it. Amen. So at the end of the day, we need to make sure that they can be delivered from that lie. See, it's always refreshing and encouraging. Again, when a person is trustworthy. When you can trust what a person say. You know, I'm a woman of my word. I try to be a woman of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I try my best to do it. And if I can't, I'll have to say I can't do it. So that's why I'm learning not to put so much on me because things happen. And the way that I'm moving, I don't know what the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit going to move me. I don't work for myself. I don't work in nine to five. I work for God. So I don't know if God going to tell me to go to the east or the north or the south or the west. So I can't say I'm going to go over here and go over there. I just get up and I say, Holy Spirit, lead me on today. Because I don't want to make a promise on the east side, but then I got to be on the west side or the north or the south and I got to be on the north. So please, we got to be more trustworthy in what we say. Amen. We got to be more reliable. We got to be loyal people. But reliable and loyal people is not usually common in this day and time. If you get you a couple reliable and loyal people, you are a lucky somebody. Because it's all about somebody else's time and what they need and what they want and what's in front of them. If they got something going on, you're going to wait. But when you know that you're a loyal and reliable person, you will jump up out of what you're doing and try to help them. Because at the end of the day, that's going to be a joy in your life when you find reliable and reliable and loyal people. Like the clouds in the wind without rain is a man who boasts of his gifts falsely. You got so many people saying, oh, I'm a prophet just because the Lord used them to prophesy. They was just up under open heaven. See, when you just up under open heaven and the anointing is flowing, God can use whoever he wants to give his word. Remember, the donkey talked. Donkeys don't talk. But it was the right place at the right time for that donkey to be to speak. So God could just use you in that environment to prophesy. Because your heart is ready, but that don't mean you're a prophet. God may just use you to what? Build a building, but that don't mean you're an apostle. I'm just saying. Or to preach a sermon, that don't make you a pastor. Maybe he's just using you that particular time because there's a group of people that you can probably reach because you've been through that situation. But that don't make you a preacher. But a lot of times, we want to talk big. We want people to feel like we got this big anointing. We got this big glory. But at the same time, we're nothing. We boast about our giftings when they don't even belong to us. They belong to God. Everything that we do is God. Our abilities is God. What we do for people is of God. Our faithfulness is of God. But at the same time, we want to boast and say who we are. 
Oh, I've been in ministry, blah, blah, blah. I've been doing this, blah, blah, blah. I've been there, blah, blah, blah. I'm going here, blah, blah, blah. This is who I am, blah, blah, blah. I'm big and famous, my God, my God. Hey, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's all about God. Because we will be judged on account of our boasting and empty promises. Because faith without works is dead. How's we working our faith? That ain't working your faith line. Boasting yourself. Yeah, we're supposed to have boldness and confidence in Christ. He is the one who done, he who do what we do. He's the one who let us be who we are. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, let me tell you this. Even those who give gifts while seeking the attention and approval of man will have their reward in full. Don't try to get no reward from man. Do what you do unto God. Don't do what you do unto people. You know, you want people to, to, to praise you. Let no man praise you is what the Bible says. When they come praising you, you better get the glory to God. It ain't about you. You ain't healed them. You ain't delivered them. It ain't because of you they, they got houses or kids. It's all because of God. Now he, he, he just used us as servants just to activate and speak his word so your faith can come alive so you can believe so he can work it in your life. But it's nothing about us. See, serving God is about living a peaceful life, an honest life. That's what honors God. That's what satisfies his approval. Whether others are there or see us or not, it doesn't matter. We need to stay humble. We need to always do what we do unto God and not unto man. 15. Be forbearance a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue breaks the bone. See, those in authority don't appreciate being intimidated or talked down on. See, you, you know, you come at a leader, they coming back at you sometimes negative. But y'all, we need to be humble. Everybody ain't saved. Everybody don't have love. Everybody don't know how to talk peacefully. People coming off the streets. Just imagine when God's sending them drunks. God's sending them cussers. They're going to be cussing up a storm. We're going to be looking like, wait a minute. No, God was patient with us. We're not telling them, hey, let them come in there and cuss in the church and do that. No, because we're going to correct them. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, we still need to make sure that we don't try to make ourselves be more than what we are. Amen. Because at the end of the day, when people do us wrong, we so quick to um, count them out sometimes. We so quick to give up on them and say, you know what, I'm, just, I'm done with you. You know what, I'm not going to even go ahead, be you, do you. That's what the enemy wants. He wants us to throw them away so that he can sift them like we, especially if they're vulnerable, if, they're, um, if they don't know he's ready to sift them like we. Soon we throw them away because he know like once they're under our wing that we ain't about to let the enemy even touch them. Because we got them in prayer. We got them covered with the blood of Jesus. We calling out the word of God. We stepping, we believe it. We, 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 we standing in the gap for them. But soon when we say different words out of our mouth, we're releasing them from under the protection. And then they begin to go astray. They begin to feel like, oh... You know, they go to the world. 
Their peer pressure takes them to another place. So we can't just feel like just because we're in authority and because somebody may intimidate us or somebody may speak harshly to us that we got to just talk down on them or just throw them to the side. No. But at the same time, we teach them how to speak grace gracefully, kindly, respectfully, gently. And then maybe even us teaching them that, maybe let us try that in that situation. Because maybe us trying that in a gracious manner, a kindly manner, a respectable manner, a gentle manner, it may help us get our message through clear to them. Maybe then they're able to hear us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 16. Have you found honey? Eat only what you need, that you may not have it excess or vomited. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, or he will become weary of you and hate you. Like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow is a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. Like a bad tooth and an unsteady foot is confidence in the faithfulest man in a time of trouble. Let one who takes off a garment on a cold day or like vinegar on soda is he who sings songs to a troubled heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. Did you hear what it said? And if he thirsty, give him water to drink. My God, my God. For you will heap um, burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain in a backbiting tongue and an angry continent. It is better to live in a corner of the roof than in the house shared with a contentious woman. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. Like a trampled spring in a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glory to search out one's own glory. Like a city that is broken into without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. Amen? So, as it says, you have found honey, eat only what you need, that you um, not have it in excess and vomit. One thing we do understand is that honey is sweet. Honey is good. It's like a treat. But if you eat too much at one time, it will make you throw up. It will make you sick. See, the spiritual principle at work here is that you need balance in everything. Don't try to eat too much, but keep it a balance. Amen. See, there is wisdom and not hoarding wealth. It is wisdom and not trying to boast or be more than who we are. Use wisdom. Hallelujah. And finding yourself and finding enjoyment in life. Because see, where, see, there is wisdom in laboring for the kingdom of God. But also we need to find rest. Because you cannot operate effectively by serving in the kingdom of God without the proper rest. You need the proper rest to embrace Christ, to be able to hear his voice, to be able to discern the things of God so that your next day you're able to walk into the purpose and destiny of what the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is taking you. So it is easier to endure over a long haul if we do not overcommit ourselves. So we shouldn't overcommit ourselves to things that we know that we cannot handle or things that we know that is out of our reach. Like when we are um, doing ministry, 
you know, you got uh, you got people that want to preach, you got people that want to sing, you got people that want to prophesy, lay hands, cast out devils, all in one night. When you got a prophet, you got an evangelist, you got a teacher, you got an apostle, and you got a um a, um a pastor right there in the photo, fivefold ministry. And that is a time that a team of deliverance supposed to go forth. You shouldn't have to do everything when you got all these people in service, but at the end of the day, you got the fivefold right there behind you. That's why you have to work as a team. As you work as a team, let me tell you something. Don't you know how many people will be delivered in that service that day? It won't just only be you laying hands, but it will also be maybe the man of God, of the pastor, the evangelist, y'all working together as a team. We try to overcommit ourselves even in doing services. Amen? When we have what we need, we have the fivefold right there with us, but we want everybody to see how powerful we are, how anointed we are, how prophetically we are, over prophetically speaking <laughs> is that what you want to say amen so we have finished this out see lying and telling untruth concerning the person is like beating him with a weapon of war quit talking and, 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 and trying to tear people down just to justify your wrong because when you do that you're slandering them and you're slandering your own testimony you're perverting the justice and you're harming the innocent a lot of damage can be done with that tongue. Remember I told you that tongue is the smallest little thing that can kill. Amen. Amen. See, one thing you got to understand, a troubled heart needs compassion. A troubled heart needs understanding. A troubled heart needs um, um, sympathy. A, 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 a troubled heart needs what? Comfort. See, we can't force somebody to try to be happy. We can't force somebody to change overnight. But when we show understanding and compassion and, 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 and comfort to them, it is a sign of love. Amen. And, and, and patience. See, a lack of patience, a lack of love, a lack of kindness, a lack of grace can make a person worse. Can make them more angry. First, you have to comfort them. Then... You can speak to them because now they're able to hear you. They can't hear you if you keep. Amen. So let's just go ahead and get ready and close out. Don't want to be before you long, but I believe that we got some of that word in Proverbs 25. What you think, Apostle Joe? And then we take something with us on this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. We thank God for you joining us. We'll be here next Sunday. May God bless you. We thank you for joining us. And may God bless you. May God keep you. And there may be somebody out there that have heard of Christ but want to accept him as their Lord and Savior. You can do it right now by confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. And just ask him to forgive you of all of your sins. But you need to forgive those that have done you wrong. You need to forgive yourself and ask God to come in your heart. And God will change you and he will deliver you. And you will be among us in the kingdom of God, Christ Jesus. Amen. And he will fill you with the Holy Spirit that has all power by you opening up your mouth and believing on today. May God bless you. May God keep you. May goodness and mercy follow you, chase you down, run you down. Hallelujah. Let God anoint you right now. Hallelujah. Allow, Lord, halabasaya. Allow it to run over. Let it run over. Let the anointing run over in your life in the mighty name of Jesus, covering your children, covering you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, thrusting you and pushing you into your purpose and destiny. Amen and glory to God. 
We love you to life and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you always in Jesus' name. And we thank you for joining us, SOAR International Outreach Network. Hallelujah and unlimited grace. May God bless everybody. And we love you. We love you and God loves you more. He loves you first in Jesus' name. And until next time, God bless you. Amen and glory to God. Thank you for joining us for our evening service. In Jesus' name. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.